Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Alman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's episode is about making progress on your life's purpose. You know, Hema, I really must say and take this time to say I'm very proud of you and I need to take this time to acknowledge you. You have been doing incredible things since we picked back up with LifePurpose.com. And I know that it's been a lot of work and I know that you had just mentioned before we started to record feeling overwhelmed, but I want you to know that if you keep yourself in balance and you keep taking action consistently, you're going to, we're going to go so far with this. Really? I remember telling you a few times that I know what success has to look like. And I know people that have pretended they want to be successful. They say they want to take the weights and lift the weights and work out and get the results. I know people that have said they want to make money and receive money, but those people don't take the action. And the difference that I've seen is that you have taken the action and you have shown that you're very serious about this. So you deserve that acknowledgement. And I know that it's not easy. It is work. I know you may not necessarily like that term. Maybe you choose to call it creative expression. But there are those times where it, it can be overwhelming. But in those times, I think that is when you're being stretched out of your comfort zone. I feel like I have been stretched for the last years with little breaks in between. But also look at how much you've grown. You said this the other day. You said that you felt that with me, you've grown up, basically. And I can say the same thing, too. And I've noticed how much more mature you are now. And I think now you have a better understanding of what it takes to succeed at something. And it's not that you just wishful think it into existence. You get your hands in it and you do it over and over and over again when you don't feel like it. Yeah, that reminds me too what I was telling you the other day about the law of attraction the law of attraction the word attraction carries the word action in it and not many people speak about that part in the law of attraction that it does require the action for it to work the attraction carries the word action i know that some people they 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 understand that some people may think that it still comes down to like sitting down doing nothing and meditating and if that works then please big ones let me know because i would like to do that too i would like to figure that out that kind of instant manifestation but i think for the most part a lot of people do know that to make anything real and tangible in your world it does take a level of action and i know that there's also people that even though they do know that they take action in the beginning when they're inspired, when they're motivated, when they feel like it, but when they no longer feel like it, when they're 
no longer feel inspired, when they no longer feel motivated, that's when attrition happens. That's when a lot of people tend to quit. In, in fitness especially, I've had friends where they would see me have results and they would say, hey, let's work out, let's do this, let's do this. And maybe for about two workouts, three workouts maximum, they show up and then all of a sudden, oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do that. And then a week passes by, two weeks pass by, three weeks pass, and then uh, it's, it's just one excuse after the other. Yes, that is a big one for me as well, which I have been, um, that used to be a pattern of mine in the past. I have cleared it. Um, I've cleared a lot of it, but the lack of consistency has been a theme in my life for sure. For me, it was easy to get excited about doing something or creating something. But when the fire of the beginning stages was over, it was easy for me to move on to a different thing. And it's like you, you're building a house and you're excited about the project and you build the foundation, the basement, and all of a sudden you're like, nah, it's too much. And you stop it. And then you build another house and you do the same thing over and over and over again. That used to be a pattern of mine. And it's like you're having your hands in all these different pies, but you don't finish anything. You don't finish any creation. And yeah, this has been um, a big stretching point for me to master the consistency with my creations and with my manifestations and to be very wise with what I choose to create and then to be fully dedicated to that and to be consistent with that and to let go of wanting to do everything all at once and wanting to help everyone all at once. I needed to let that go in order to build something that's going to last. You know, you just said it right there, build something that's going to last. And I was telling you, not on the podcast, but I was telling you in one of our level 10 meetings, I think last week or the week before, that for liferivers.com, what is your goal? I'm helping you build liferivers.com because I believe in it, but what is your goal? Where do you see yourself with liferivers.com 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now, until you're on your deathbed and you're about to die? Where do you see liferivers.com? And I asked you this question. And this is the mindset shift that we have to make. If you want to see this company successful long-term, if you want to see liferivers.com successful long-term, you have to shift your thinking to how Japanese businesses do business. At lifepurpose.com, it is our purpose to support, guide, and empower you, the big ones, in living your life's purpose. To receive powerful daily meditations and mentoring for your life's purpose, join our premium membership and claim your seven-day free trial by clicking the link in the description or visit lifepurpose.com directly. And now back to the episode. There's a term in Japan where they have 
the oldest, first of all, they have the oldest companies in the world. Japan is known for having the most companies over 100 years in operation. Those companies in Japan that have been in operation for over 100 years are called Shiniseis. S-H-I-N-I-S-E. Shinisei. And when new Japanese companies are being created, from what I understand, from what I have researched, their intention is not how fast can I return a profit? Their intention is not how fast can I get to automation? Their intention is what can I build that I can pass down to the next generation, to the next generation, to the next generation. And I think that this is where the Western world got it all wrong. It, they're very quick. We've been so quick to say, how fast can we return a profit? How fast can we get to automation? How fast can we X, Y, and Z? Versus changing our psychology completely, which we talked about in a previous episode. I think it was called developing a positive mental attitude. And we have to really start understanding what is the long-term goal for LifePurpose.com. Big ones. When it comes to your purpose and the theme or the underlying message of today's episode is about making progress on your life's purpose. How do you make progress on your life's purpose? What does that even look like? Progress is consistency. Progress and consistency in my opinion, in this context, goes hand in hand. It is synonymous. And Hamlet, you just said it yourself. You've had times in your life, myself included, where that was not your consideration. I was thinking about this this morning, actually, when I was doing my morning workout in the forest, and it came to me like how special our relationship is because we are working so much better as a team than ever before and i'm also i'm also aware that we provide each other with a sense of stability like this is the most stable environment that i've ever had in my entire life and because of that i'm able to be consistent so i am aware that stability is key had we not had necessarily the financial resources to do and work on lifepurpose.com in the capacity at which we do, obviously we would need to take jobs and then this would be a part-time thing. But how great and how privileged and how lucky and fortunate we are that this is what we do and anything else is secondary. This is all we have to do. And all we have to do is just pour forth so much great love into lifepurpose.com. And that is the consistency that is the stability and i was thinking about this and i would this is why i opened up today's podcast with saying like really i acknowledge you i'm so proud of you because i know that you were not ever that type of person before you met me where you could do something consistently and keep your focus on that and i think we have elevated each other to that state of consciousness or to that level of maturity that we have now where we show up every single day 10 a.m for our morning meetings we have our level 10 meeting every monday like clockwork we have our 
a 15-minute sprint stand-up meeting every Tuesday through Friday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, 10 a.m., just to check in, just to keep ourselves accountable. And really, truly, that deserves acknowledgement. That really does deserve uh, acknowledgement, and you should really know that. But let me ask you, why isn't that before you were inconsistent and you and and as a result not making progress on any endeavor that you were consciously involved in i just wasn't fully serious about it and i did not see myself being involved in in these kind of things uh for a longer period of time it was more like i'm gonna try out different things I'm going to get my toes a little bit wet here. I'm going to get my toes a little bit wet there. But it was more like I was exploring still and just getting data and experiences from different angles and collecting data, which probably has led me to this point where we are now. And I also see the same pattern with how I was manifesting certain things in my life and how my lack of consistency and commitment also reflected in my personal relationships, for example. And that changed um, very much since being with you. Like my level of consistency and commitment that I have to you probably equals my consistency and my commitment to what we are building. So it's an extension of us, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And... If it is true that how you do anything is how you do everything, how you show up in a relationship is how you're going to show up to take care of your health. It's how you're going to show up to work on your business. It's how you're going to show up to anything in your life. And that was also, that was also something I really, um, we've been saying this a lot, how you do one thing is how you do everything. And how you do anything is how you do everything. And we spoke about this so many times and I can really see the truth in that. What made you become consistent now at this stage of your life? I just know that there is no other way. In order for the visions that we have to be made manifest and to go where we choose to go, it's only going to work with consistency. Because if we're not consistent, we're stopping. And when we're stopping, we're stopping our momentum. And when we stop our momentum, we get swayed aside and we get off track from our destination. It's that simple. You know, it really helped me to understand the importance of work ethic and being consistent. Started when I was around 12 and there was this one time I got jumped after school and then I started to lift weights. And at first I was terrible at lifting weights, but I would see these guys that had these muscles and they would look strong and they were doing these exercises and I had to learn from them. And when I first had my first workout session by myself in the gym in Brooklyn, I was super sore and I didn't see anything after the workout. I didn't see anything after the next workout. I kept going without seeing any results, without seeing any results at all whatsoever. But then one day I started to see results. It took about three months, three to four months, I think, at that time to actually see like, oh, I have a back muscle. 
and that was that was an experience that taught me like oh you're probably not going to see things immediately and also too uh, another good experience for me to understand the importance of consistency was with learning german i remember when i first came here i had no idea what you guys were talking about no clue at all i've never heard the german language it was completely foreign to me i was clueless but then I kept practicing German every single day. I would use the app on my phone and I would just practice this every single day. And before I knew it, I started to understand what you guys were saying a little bit in the context. I couldn't understand every single word that I kept practicing. I kept practicing. I kept practicing. It took a while for me to get to this level of fluency that I'm at now with German. But that would not have happened had I not worked on getting better every single day for at least a few minutes. And I'm emphasizing this point because this is exactly what you are now fortunate enough to see with running a business. And it's actually great that you have had the experiences that you have had Emma, with wanting to work on so many different things. Because I hope at this stage, you understand that that is completely unrealistic. You cannot have a lifepurpose.com and then have another company here and then have another company there and not have an actual team of people at each company doing that for you. That comes much later on in life. And I know that you mentioned before, oh, but Tony Robbins has, he owns 52 businesses. Yeah, because this guy has a team of people. Oh, but Elon Musk has SpaceX and Tesla. Yeah, because he has a team of the most talented people working for him. That's how it, this gets done. You need other people to support your vision and to work on the same vision with you that are willing to be team players. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's how the subject of progress and teamwork goes hand in hand. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, that's I, I wanted to leave teamwork for a different episode because I feel like there's so much to say about that. But yes, making progress on your purpose, depending on the context, because obviously there's people that can do their purpose on their own to an extent. But if you want to really do it like at a global scale, it, it's a teamwork effort, you know? Like, think about it. Greta Thunberg may be the quote-unquote face of climate change or climate change activism, etc. But she's also, I'm looking at her videos, she's got a group of her friends now. She's got a group of friends now, and they're getting arrested with her. And not only that, <laughs> she's got a team that gets arrested with her. That's right. She has a group of people that get arrested with her. And she pays them for that. Maybe, who knows? I don't know, maybe they do it for free. I have no idea. But the younger generation of today. That is that is the team that she works with. She that's her that's her group of people. But not only that, it also takes other people around the world to also say, okay, we're gonna make some changes here as well. So it's a global effort. It's a, it's everyone working together to to solve whatever this issue is. Wow, that's powerful. It's a global effort. It's a collective consciousness effort. And that brings me back to the power of focus, focus attention, focused attention, especially when it is a group focus, a team focus. 
combine that with consistency, it's going to manifest any vision, any dream. That's right. That's right. We're not meant to do it alone. And that's also what I needed to remember. I'm not a one-woman army. And I'm not a one-man army. And I have had those times where I was wanting to work with someone, but at that time, I didn't have a hamaolin. They weren't the right fit. They weren't the right fit. And there was a time where I didn't think that it would be possible to find, you know, maybe a business soul partner kind of thing. But here you are, you know. You may not know much about business, but what I can say that I've seen from you is that you will do whatever you have to do. And that is, I think, supersedes everything. Because I agree. Because I could have all the knowledge, I could have all the information, I can read all the books, I can do all the courses, but if I don't apply the action to this, if I don't put pen to paper, if I don't put foot on on floor, it's never gonna happen. It's never gonna happen. And this is why I'm saying, like, hey, acknowledge yourself. I know that you're feeling overwhelmed. I know that there's a lot that you're that you're experiencing. I know that we just went to the concentration camps on Thursday and to the big ones that are subscribed to. And we also Twitter. took we took a combo and it was the the autumn solstice. So that all happened in one week. Um like my body's like it's like shaking. My body's like, what's happening? I need time to integrate. So there was a lot that yeah, it's been there's been a lot of stuff that's been happening, but give yourself some credit here. Yeah. Right. Like take that time, obviously, to keep your balance, still continue to take action, but obviously set a stop on your time. Right. So maybe there's a certain time where at least for this week, you do a little bit and then you rest and then you do a little bit and then you rest and then you do a little bit more and then you rest until you feel better. That is the importance of keeping your balance. And that's also that has been one of the biggest lessons for the both of us, I would say. In the last years of building what we are building and what we have built, it is about consistency. It is about taking the action. But most importantly, it's about keeping your balance in the whole process. Yes. And keeping your balance in the progress. Yes. Well, that also then comes back down to consistency and making progress. You know, it's all connected. You have to be, in, as you say, you have to be in balance. Well, what do you mean by being in balance? By being being in balance comes back down to having a routine, a habit that allows you to stay in balance. And what I mean is, for example, the way we have it, or at least I have it, I have a certain time of the day where I put in my action, my work, my holy work, let's say from 10 to 2 or from 11 to 4, about 4 to 5 hours a day, and then it's switch off time. And then it's just lean back, relax, time for yourself. So you're taking a more holistic approach, you're saying, where you work on your business, lifepurpose.com, then you work on yourself. You take care of yourself. You take care of your business, you take care of yourself, you take care of yourself physically, you take care of yourself mentally, you take care of yourself spiritually. That's how you keep your balance. Exactly. And we've also been... We've also been at the point where we lost our balance, where I remember that. It was just about doing, 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 and taking action, and we were just getting started with everything. 
and it left us strained. And I remember you also had the accident where you hurt your entire right side of the body. You had an accident and the message was clear. It's like, guys, you're out of balance. You, you're in pain all over your right side of the body. The right side is the masculine energy. It's the doing energy. It's time to go back into balance. I think this is the great thing about the, you mentioned this before earlier in the today's podcast episode, you mentioned that there was a stage in your life where you wanted to get your hands all over the place. Like a little kid, you wanted to like create things, but you weren't, you didn't have the attention span to actually finish one thing. And then you would just jump right over to the other thing. Yes. Right. And leave distract and you were all over the place. Leave a lot of things unfinished in a sense. Right. You left a lot of things unfinished. And in the last three years, you tried to start up a trading company for cryptocurrency. You, we have the chocolate company thing. And now we've got, we've got the liferivers.com thing. Right. But then you were also talking about doing other stuff as well. And it's great that you see how that is not possible with 24 hours a day and you have to keep your balance there is no possible way we can travel around the world and run companies let alone one company and travel around the world you get what i'm saying so i understand why it had to be the traveling around the world thing first and then at some point it was the doctorate thing right so i was working on that doctorate and that was a lot of work that was a ton of work right? How much more do you want to do? Because it, it can be endless. Creation manifestation is endless. And that is also the big part of keeping your balance. It is the balance between doing and being. Allow yourself to just be. We're called human beings and not human doings. And that's really important that you bring that up because getting back to the Shanises, the Japanese companies that have been in existence over a hundred years. The reason why they have been able to do that, not just because it's not just because they have thought for the long term and thought about like, how can they pass things down? It's also reflective. Their success is also due to how they have managed their resources, how they have managed their time, how they have managed their finances. The longest standing companies are more risk adverse. They're not going to try to innovate things or go too far outside their box. If something is working, they stick with that thing and they stick with it and they stick with it and they stick with it. And you had mentioned to me, Hema, just before we, we started recording, you said you looked at me. And you said, oh, wow, you're, you're, you're getting more muscular. Your look, arms are looking very toned in your shirt, et cetera, et cetera. Well, yeah. Do you know why that is? It's because I'm doing the same thing over and over again, regardless of whether or not I feel like it. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I show up to lift the weights, regardless of whether or not I feel like it. I do the same thing over and over and over again. Every single morning when I walk the dog and I'm in the forest, I do the same morning exercise over and over and over again, five days a week. There are times where I don't feel like it, but I still do that. And I don't concern myself. More importantly, I don't concern myself at all with how I look. How I look is a byproduct of the action that I have taken. 
So if we apply this to business, if we apply this to business, it is the action, it is the consistency that we must care about. It is not about the number in the bank account. It is not about any number at all outside of us. It is about how we show up and how consistent we can be. So if we apply the concept of Shanice to what we're doing here, we create content. It is not about putting out a thousand pieces of content as quickly as possible. It is about knowing how much time we have in a given week, knowing what is absolutely possible for us to do in a balanced and holistic way and showing up to do that with as much love in our heart as we can for as long as we can. And if we are doing this consistently over the course of five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, remember the internet is, is it's still in its infancy stage in the grand scheme of things. If we take that psychology, if we take that mindset, if we take that approach, especially big ones, listen up, especially if you take that same approach as well for your life purpose, to make progress on your purpose, focus on being consistent, focus on doing daily consistent action in a holistic and balanced way. Do that over a course of a period of time and then you'll see the results. The results are the byproduct of what you have put in. For another example, Hema, I've told you that in order for us to do content marketing effectively, okay, so content marketing is creating content, creating podcast episodes, blog posts, YouTube videos, Instagram posts, TikTok videos, whatever. In order for us to see the results of our content marketing, you have no choice but to think what I do today is going to either benefit or hinder me six months from now. So you six months from now, if you six months from now want to be in a good position, you got to do what you have to do today, right here and now. Yes, yes. Even if you don't see results right away. And I think that is huge. Like how many people can be consistent without seeing the results in the beginning and continue to keep going? I think this comes down to faith. Having trust that what you're doing is the right thing. And... I can't help but think about right now because the God voice is telling me over and over again, this, this quote, it's pound the rock. It's the term pound the rock. And I think I've talked to you about this before, Hema, but there's a professional basketball team in the United States called the San Antonio Spurs. And I think that that's their, that's their team motto. It's to pound the rock. And I use that term, maybe I talked about it in one of the podcast episodes, I can't remember. But that term, like if you think about a stonemason and they're trying to split stone, they're going to swing at that stone countless times before it actually splits open. It will eventually split open, but the stonemason has to know that in whatever one, it will eventually split open. And the stonemason has to know that it's going to take some time, some swings for that stone to split open. And if let's say, for example, the stonemason swings his hammer or her hammer on that stone a hundred times or 101 times, and then it finally splits open, the stonemason knows it wasn't the 101st swing that did it, but it was the previous 100 swings 
that contributed to the breakthrough. Yes, and that consistency requires a lot of self-control. And that is another trait that I really needed to learn. And it has been challenging, you know, the self-discipline, the self-control, um, the consistency. In my opinion, these are all very masculine traits. And I had to get really familiar with adopting these masculine energies and making them my my daily rituals and embodying that. It has been very challenging at times. I have a question for you now because you have shared that with us. You Do you feel that you are more in your feminine energy or you were perhaps more in your feminine energy? I would say I used to be more in my feminine energy. And since being with you, I have trained a lot of being also in my healthy masculine energy because I needed to also embrace my healed masculine energy in order to birth and to bring forth what I came here to bring forth. And I believe for any for whether you consider yourself a leader or not, if you start something new and if you birth your purpose, you're ultimately in a leadership position because your purpose to you is unique. And when you bring your purpose out there and you manifest it, and whether you make a nonprofit organization out of it or an actual business, you are a leader. And whether you are a woman or a man, it's going to require you to embrace both the feminine and the masculine to keep your balance. I cannot just do, 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 do and be in my masculine energy to make my purpose come true because I'm going to burn out and I'm going to crash. I also need to embrace my feminine, my feminine energy to rest, to receive, to recharge and to actually receive from spirit, from God, from the divine, what wants to come through, what wants to be birthed. Right. Because if you, if I'm sure you've seen this, if you are just doing because you just feel like it, that's a recipe for disaster because now you're like that little kid that has a short attention span. You're starting things and then you don't finish what you started and then nothing comes through. So you're doing 20 things half-assed and mediocre versus doing one thing to perfection. Yes. And putting all your love and energy into it. And this, this half-assing thing, um, I've been definitely um, guilty of that in the past. For sure. Where now I know that I love to call it master creations. Um, uh, when you create something, make it a masterpiece. Make it a master creation. And what makes a master creation a masterpiece is by, as you were saying, Gabrielle, put all your love, your focus and your, inten your attention into it. And stop half-assing it. And, and know your standards. You mentioned something about the masculine traits that I, I want to now follow up with you on. Can you explain, since you met me and you started to really focus and lock in on what you had to do for LifePurpose.com, what were the masculine traits or qualities either that you've seen from me or that you had to develop in yourself to now get to this stage where you can be consistent making progress on your life's purpose in a balanced and holistic way 
I can share about what these traits are. But even more importantly is what did I have to do in order to express and to embody these masculine empowered traits? Give us some bullet points. Like the last years I've been I've been just working on clearing and healing the masculine energy for myself and for my entire lineage. Okay, I get that, but let's let's say what are the masculine traits that you had to develop in yourself? Oh my god, I don't know where to start. So many. Asserting myself, being clear and precise in my communication, discipline, consistency, being true to your word, taking initiative, and embodying and embracing the leadership position and really stop searching for a leader outside of myself, but actually being the leader of my own life and um, setting clear directions. And yeah, this is, there are many more, but these are some that I can think of right now. Some years ago, you were on the cover of Global Woman magazine. I know that that's something that at the time you may have been proud of, but I want to ask you, who was that version of Hema? And how is this version of Hema that is speaking on this podcast episode today in 2023 different from that version of Hema that was on the cover of Global Woman magazine? Very different. I would say the version of me back then. Mm. Give me a moment. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I think the version of me back then was still, in a sense, the little girl, the teenager. And the version of me now is, has matured a lot. Do you feel that that version of you that was on the cover of Global Woman magazine was maybe a pretender? Maybe someone that thought or tried to portray an image of success? Yes. Yes. And it was... Perhaps it was more like a show, in a sense. Yeah. Would you say? Like, uh, um, what, okay, let's just be very real here. Any person can put their face on a magazine. And any newspaper can write a beautiful fairy tale story about you, <laughs> portraying an image of you that you want the world to see, right? And... Don't get me wrong, like the article that was written in the magazine and everything that I put forth, like bless that version of me. Like she, she was determined. She was um, willing to take on the world and leave her mark and um, in a sense create something lasting that could impact others and the world in a, in a positive way. So I have, I have all the respect for the old version of me, 100%. Um, but these traits that I had back then, they have now healed. They have matured. They have grown. Where back then it was more naive and it was more um, like the child's version in a sense. But now it's becoming... It's more real. It's more truthful. It's more authentic. It's it's more in integrity with my truth and my purpose. And it's not so superficial anymore. It has way more depth right now. What year were you on the cover of Global Woman magazine? 2017, 2018? Okay. This version of you, 
could this version of, of you at that time, in 2017, 2018, could that version of Hema been capable of starting a lifepurpose.com and actually maintaining it? No, no. What was she missing? Well, the being on the cover of Global Woman was a perfect example of me having my hands in one pie but not doing anything with it. I was on the on that Global uh, Woman magazine. I don't know how many people read it. I don't know how many people actually bought the magazine or saw my face, but it didn't do anything for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It didn't create everlasting wealth. It didn't create an impact. It didn't create something tangible. It was just my face on a magazine looking pretty with a nice article and a bunch of people maybe reading it. And well, I'm also hearing right now, don't downplay yourself because I did have an inspiring story and um, I believe that it was inspiring for a lot of people, but that was it, done. Versus now, like we're literally building something with an impact. We're building something that has roots. Ooh, okay. Now we're speaking context here. The version of me back then did not have a proper foundation. I did not have the roots. I didn't know where am I going with my life? What am I actually here to build? I was more ungrounded. Versus you were like really high in the spirit world is basically what you're saying. No, I wouldn't say that. But I had, I had many different dreams and ideas that I wanted to do, but nothing really had the roots. The foundation was missing and also my why for doing certain things wasn't deep it wasn't rooted it wasn't from my soul versus now what we're doing i feel literally that it, it has been birthed through my heart through my soul through my essence through god through me yeah. and that allows me to be committed to it that's that allows me to be consistent with it that allows me to do what i do because the vision and life purpose, it's so rooted, it's so grounded in a in a very deep essence of me, if that makes sense. Absolutely, 100%. And, you know, just just the same as I pointed that out with you, what's the difference between Hema Almond 2017 versus Gabriel 2017? I've now at this stage of my life, I've been, I don't know if it's a, gift i don't know if it's still a curse or not but for the last 15 years this is what i focused on right so building businesses working by myself working for myself putting food on the table and doing this in new york city not easy not easy and i know that the outer world social media makes entrepreneurialism look absolutely glamorous not true at all not true at all there are experiences that I have had where like, because I put myself, I lived my life in the entrepreneurial, the driver's seat, taking control of my destiny the best that I could. I've had those experiences where if you do not come up with a consistent way to get clients or to bring revenue into your business, if you do not have a paycheck to pay yourself with, you can get that eviction notice, right? And so that's happened to me uh, at one point when I was living in New Jersey. And it was it was just a very frustrating and horrific experience. At that time, 
looking back on it now, of course, the version of me then could not have done this now because similar to you, but in the opposite way, my heart was not in it, right? So you may have had the feeling of like, I want to contribute to the world. I want to, I want to help people and et cetera, et cetera. And God bless you for that. But your mind was nowhere capable of, okay, well, if I'm going to do this, I need to run this business with the three most important things, sales, marketing, operations, team systems, cash flow, team systems, cash flow, sales, marketing, operations. I need to know how this works. I need to know how to build a business. I need to have the intangibles that you're not going to find in books. I need to understand the importance of work ethic and doing this thing consistently over and over and over again if I am to succeed at fulfilling my life purpose. You lack that. I lacked, is this in my heart to do? For me, I had something that I was relatively good at. I knew the business stuff. I knew what it took to build a business. My limiting factor was to have enough cash flow to ramp up and scale the business. And so because I believe, especially at this stage now, because I believe that everything is energetic and people are going to resonate with you from more of a heart to heart connection now at this stage, and especially because we're in the age of Aquarius and we are shifting to a more heart centered style of doing business. At least that's what I'm observing. At least this is what I can foresee. If my heart wasn't in it and it was all about me just financially taking care of myself, people are going to feel that and it's going to be a repellent. And so I lacked that. And I was also thinking too small. Hmm. I was concerned about, hey, let me just make $100,000 a year and let me figure out how to do that online so that I can travel the world and I can take care of myself. Both people, both versions of ourselves could not have succeeded at all because we were not using both our heart and our mind in an individual and in the team collaborative way. And I am bringing this up today because this is, I believe, one of the most critical things to, like, as you said, building a foundation to make progress on your purpose. Yeah. The foundation is to work harmoniously. Yes. And to use the masculine and the feminine energies, just like it needs both to create a baby. It, it requires both to create anything tangible in this world. And the masculine and the feminine energies symbolize also the mind and the heart. If you could sum up in three bullet points, what were the absolute most critical things for you to do to make progress on your life purpose that you can share with the big ones so that they also can begin making progress on their life's purpose. Please repeat your question one more time. What in three bullet points, what are the top three things that looking back on it now, you needed to do to successfully make progress on your purpose, on your life's purpose that you can share with the big ones so that they too can make progress on their life's purpose. Hmm. Go think about that. 
three bullet points that allowed me to make progress over the last years the most. On your life's purpose. Mm. I think you're already hit on it. You already talked about this. Just give me a moment. Having you as a supportive component, I would say is... Not me. Don't, don't include me. I'm talking about for you, yourself, internally. Well, I totally had to rewire myself, heal myself, heal my past, let go of my past, arrive in the present moment, embrace my power, and take action and be consistent and do a lot of inner soul searching. That's just the best way that I can say it. But what are, okay, I guess another way of asking it is what are three traits or three suggestions that you can make for a big one to make progress on their purpose? Like which traits they should embody? Yes, perhaps. Mm -hmm. That is a very good question. I really like got to sit with that a little bit more. What are three traits that the big ones can embody in their lives to make progress on their life's purpose? A supportive routine that allows you to be consistent in taking aligned action and keeping your balance of being and doing. Were these three things? That was one. Positive mental attitude. I don't know. That's all that comes to me right now. Maybe you want to share. I would say, number one, have a consistent routine. Set up atomic habits. We talked about this before. Atomic habits, James Clear. That is, I think, a game changer book that was and has been a game changer book for me. So setting up your day to do the same thing over and over again. Two, taking your feelings out of things. Because obviously, you know that working out is good for you. Long term, it's going to prolong your life. And it's also going to strengthen up your joints and your bones. And also the other byproducts is going to help you with your mental conditioning, etc. But a lot of people don't do it because it's much easier to drink the beer. It's much more pleasurable to eat the hot dog than it is to work out when you don't feel like it. So removing the feelings, for sure. Number three, finding pleasure in the things that you don't like to do. What I mean by that is I talked about the neuroscientist, Dr. Andrew Huberman, and how he says that a lot of people cannot do the quote-unquote hard work or do something consistently because they're not getting the release of dopamine from it. They're not finding pleasure in the activity. They only find pleasure in the activity in the after part. So using the example of exercise, if you do not train yourself to actually enjoy the process of sweating and feeling the burn in your muscles, but instead you enjoy the process of eating the donut after your workout, you are less likely to consistently stick with that activity over time because you have not trained your mind to find pleasure in doing the hard things. So learning how to find pleasure in the uncomfortable things, I think that's also synonymous with taking your feelings out of it. So let's just combine that as one thing. The third thing is doing this together as a team. Mm, I agree. Doing this together. It's very simple to be consistent. I think once you know what you're doing, it's very important. It's very easy to be consistent. 
because obviously like at this stage we have the momentum we're we're going every single month since we started uploading the podcast has almost tripled in downloads and that's great that's that's easy to do because you're getting the results of it but what if you're not getting the results of it what if you're still stuck at zero downloads and you're doing this for five six months and you're still not seeing the results that's when people are like not encouraged you get what i'm saying so because we have each other we are in a sense holding each other accountable so i would suggest that if let's say for example for you big one if you have you have your purpose right you want to make progress on your purpose don't try to do it alone don't try to have that one man army or that one woman army bullshit mindset okay because that's not going to get you far sure i'm sure there's solopreneurs that they do this and they work a certain amount of time per day but again you have to really ask yourself like can you get over yourself is this your ego or are you here to play and be part of a team only you can answer that question but what i can say is that it's been much better to long term work together as a team than it has been to do it by myself because there would have been times where I would have hit the wall and been stuck and I've been like oh man I feel like I have to now like am I repeating the same cycle over and over again do I have to quit now I agree with you 100% and I would add that as well to my list what allowed us to make the biggest progress is us uniting and doing it together sure and I know that, you know, for LifeRivers.com, this is something that you really were adamant about. And because you'd, at that time, that version of Hemel was talking about her life path number and she's life path number nine and she's all about the humanitarian and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And that's great. And, you know, I wanted to support that the best that I could. And it's great that now you're seeing, hey, I've got to put on my big girl pants now and I've got to really lock in and focus and adopt some of these masculine qualities, which may be new for you. Maybe, you know, you've had like a degree of that, but you've fallen off. But now I feel like you really are learning how to embody both of both sides of you. And it's especially the same for me, too. Like I'm really making a concerted effort to produce content and to speak with as much love in my heart as possible and to be as much of an open book as I can and to most importantly actually give something of value mm -hmm. to our big ones but that I don't think would have happened had I not met you and stopped living in my mind only and instead started working together with the heart and the mind. Right, and that brings me exactly to the life purpose support community. And that is the purpose of the community. For those of you listening, you may now think to yourself, man, I don't have anyone in my circle that believes in, in my purpose or in my visions or in my dreams. How can I get connected with people and share my vision with? How can I how can I get aligned and get in contact with a support team, right? And this is exactly the purpose of the Life Purpose community, to have a tank, a container full of people focusing on their purpose and building purpose together and supporting 
the purpose of one another. So if you haven't checked out the Life Purpose communi community yet, definitely do that. And that really may be your anchor point for bringing your purpose to the next stage. Because 100% without, without you, Gabriel, in particular, and without having without being backed up by people who believe in what I do and what I came here to do, we wouldn't be here. Life purpose would not exist. It would not exist. Like with all the tech stuff, I would be too overwhelmed to even start. Of course. I had the idea, but everything else, especially in terms of the technical uh, details, I needed, I needed support. I needed other people with their genius, with their talents to come and support me. For those of you who are perfectionists, remember that progress is so much more important than perfectionism. Don't strive to make things perfect, rather strive for making progress every single day. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, Share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.